Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We're a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation, and we'll be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams and get your project done right, on time, on budget, and with quality craftsmanship. Welcome back to the All Things Renovation bathroom series. Today we're talking countertops. There are a variety of materials to choose from with differing price points as well as pros and cons for each one. So of course that means you have yet another bit of research to do and another choice to make and then choices within the one you choose. So hopefully you've done some foundational work to make the decision making process a little bit easier as it relates to your budget and your needs. Now this is your friendly reminder to head back to our first uh, foundational series to dig into this aspect if you haven't done some groundwork already. Anyway, back to countertops. So the, the, the main four options that come to mind are plastic laminate, solid surface, stone, be it natural, granite, marble, soapstone, manufactured, engineered, all of that whole line stone, as well as some wood um, types of options. And then Four more that have been sort of popular at one time or another are concrete, tile, glass, and metal. So plastic laminate is the easiest on your wallet. Um, And there are a whole bunch of different options, shades, colors, patterns, so on and so forth. Um, There's some that look like wood, some that look like stone, some that are really just a solid color. You can go super retro, you can go... um, super classic. Uh, Plastic laminate, you'll absolutely be able to find something that maybe suits your particular vision. Um, The tops are constructed from a thin layer of laminate, and then um, they're bonded to a substrate like particle board or or MDF with uh, um, contact cement. Now, the pros of this is that they're budget-friendly, and there's like a whole ton of variety, like I mentioned. The cons are that it's sort of considered cheap, it's not really the best for resale and it's not quite as durable as the other options as they can kind of peel or chip. Um, and you do need to have a surface mounted uh, sink as opposed to an undermount um, so, or they call them drop-in sinks versus undermounted sinks. Um, but you know, if you, you know, you're under, you know, a strong budget constraint, plastic laminate can sort of tide you over. And then if you wanted, you could maybe swap it out later. Uh, solid surface is another option and it is a man-made material and it was created as an alternative to natural stone and it's made with blends of synthetic acrylic and polyester and it's kind of held together with um, resins and it gets shaped into slabs and a little fun fact here is that DuPont was the first manufacturer and it uh, basically created the brand name Corian so a lot of us know the brand Corian. But after the patent expired, other brands arrived on the scene and they are called a variety of other things like Avonite or Gibraltar. Um, The pros for this particular product is that it's nearly non-porous. It's pretty homogenous. It's really quite easy to work with and it can be repaired. Um, And it's an affordable upgrade, I would say, to over laminate. And the cons are that, you know, it does scratch a little bit 
And um, not that it really applies in a bathroom, but if you were to put it in a kitchen, for instance, you may see a little bit of heat deformation if you were to put a hot pan on it. Obviously, in a bathroom, we're not going to get that. So stone. Okay, so stone is a whole category unto itself. And we may be wondering, like, what is the difference between natural stone or a fabricated or an engineered slab? Um, so here's sort of the, the, the basics of each one before we get into some of the other bits and pieces around it. So natural stone has like literally been around for millions of years. Huge blocks of granite or marble, slate, um, or other types of stone are basically quarried from the ground and then they're cut and sliced into slabs and then they're polished. This means that no two slabs are identical because nature doesn't repeat itself. Uh, a special mention under this, this particular natural stone category would be that Soapstone is a favorite um, of many people, and it, you can get it in a range of hardness or coolness. So like soapstone is often used for carving, but you can also get it for countertops. And depending on how hard it is, um, it, you may find that it scratches more easily and you will get a, like a rustic patina over time. So that's just something to kind of keep in mind about soapstone. Uh, manufactured slabs, and clearly they're manufactured, so they're not found in the wild. Um, they are not necessarily not natural because they basically are created by pulverizing natural stone waste bits with different pigments and binding everything together again with like a resin or an acrylic. And it's basically like 93, 95% ground stone combined with, you know, five to 7% of like these polymer resins. So, and that essentially it's an engineered stone instead of made one made that was, instead of one that was directly made by mother nature, sorry. And they too have a variety of brand names, Cambria, Caesar Stone, Hand Stone, Sile Stone, and so on and so forth. So now that we kind of know the difference between a natural stone and an engineered stone, um, how do they compare? So from a color perspective, the natural option, it, it varies slab to slab. Like I mentioned, every countertop, every slab is going to be unique. A manufactured is pretty homogenous. You have good color consistency throughout. And even if you chose one that had some veining or graining in it, they basically have dialed this in and you can get the same slab over and over and over again. So, you know, there's a good chance that if you were going to um, need some graining or veining to match up, you, you can usually get a good shot at doing that. Again, it's not as a big a deal in a bathroom um, as it might be in a kitchen for, you know, matching up the grain. Uh, from a durability standpoint, um, you know, natural is, it's very hard, very durable. Some are a little bit softer and more prone to damage and maybe might need a little more maintenance, something like, um, you know, a Carrara marble. It needs to be sort of handled with kid gloves sometimes. Um, and again, it's not as big a deal for a bathroom, but, you know, you we still have creams and nail polish remover and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there could be um, a case made for maybe, you know, natural or for instance a career marble um, may not be the best choice in there if that's sort of how you operate in your bathroom. Um, now manufactured it's you know really practically maintenance free it resists staining and scratching and and all that kind of stuff so it is a really good choice. Uh, from a porosity standpoint natural stone tends to be more porous it does need to be sealed and again kind of like that career marble example I was giving it it does tend to need a little bit more um, maintenance because it is more por more porous and obviously a manufactured doesn't 
you know, have this consideration. It's basically non-porous and it doesn't require any sealing or, or special care. Um, from a cleaning perspective, you know, you're, you're going to find that they're both easy to clean, but you do really want to avoid abrasive cleaners, especially with natural stone. And, um, you know, that sort of takes care of sort of a lot of the, like the pros and cons between the two. Um, but, you know, there's a whole bunch of other decisions to make after you've even chosen which version of stone that you're going to go with. And one of those is a slab thickness. Today, a two centimeter or a three centimeter thick um, slabs are, you know, the most popular options. You can create, you know, built up edges or or what have you. And, and basically what that means is that, you know, we join or epoxy layers of stone together that give us uh, the effect of having a top that's much thicker than the, just the slab itself. And what that does is, is it allows for someone to go with a more decorative or ornate uh, edge profile. And what I mean by that um, is that, you know, just think back in like kind of the 80s or 90s, there was like kind of like a round and then a drop and then an angle and then a flat. And, you know, so the edge looks like it has some kind of detail on it instead of just a square or a flat edge, which is more modern and fairly common today. Um, the other thing that you can do with the stone is you can create what's called a waterfall edge. So basically the top comes, you know, to where the open end of the cabinetry would be and it wraps down and it hits the ground. It's called a waterfall edge. And um, that's a really effective way to, I guess, have some visual interest or some pizzazz. Um, you know, it does cost you because we have extra machining and whatnot to do. And then, of course, the square footage of the stone itself. But again, it can be quite a popular uh, option these days. And with stone, of course, we have a number of finishes that we can consider. Now, the classic options are basically polished or maybe a bit matte, but there are a whole bunch of ones out there these days that have different kinds of textures. One is called leather, another one is called suede, and so on and so forth. Um, so if you're going to go or deviate away from sort of these standard options um, to get those finishes, there's multiple processes involved to get that special finish and then of course you're going to have a surcharge or extra costs affiliated and you know granite uh like i say you know usually have a polished or honed you can even get like flamed or bush uh, bush hammered marble same thing you can kind of do the polish the honed or, or the mat some people call it um, you can even get it sandblasted and again, uh, for the manufactured option, you have a lot of those options, but you can also get into some of these, like I say, these more um, special specialized finishes and, and they call them rough or suede or even volcano. Again, it just kind of depends on which stone you're choosing and which manufacturer that they come from. And they all kind of have their own version of whatever that finish may, may be. And it's usually um, something that you can feel so in a bathroom, I don't know that I would go the distance on that, but you know, it is there as an option for you. Um, so you're maybe wondering, okay, well, which version is the best for me? Well, both natural and fabricated slabs are, you know, they're both excellent choices. And really what it comes down to is uh, cost and the durability and, you know, how you want it to function and all that kind of thing. So, um, you know, really it, it does just really does come down to personal choice. There isn't one that's better than another. You just do have to make sure that, you know, you kind of are choosing something that fits with you and your, 
your family, your needs, the functionality, and so on and so forth. Um, and well, here's a pro tip on all of that. Uh, often fabrication shops have boneyards where the offcuts get stored, and because vanity tops are smaller than the typical kitchen, for instance, you can often save a bit of money because you're not buying the whole slab and then them cutting it and whatever is left over goes back in their boneyard. Um, and another option to try and mitigate the cost a little bit is that many fabric fabricators now have the most popular options, um, especially for manufactured stone, that they price by the square foot, which again saves you buying the whole slab. So, you know, you're really just paying for the, the stone that you get put in for either of those two options. So I would say, you know, if you do have something that, you know, you're maybe a little bit more in a budget and you're not as fussy about the exact stone that you're looking for, you know, one of these two options might, might be um, something you'd want to consider and, and might be available to you. So it just makes sense to ask your fabricator to see if, if that might be something that you could um, do with them. Okay, so last on the, the top four was wood. And... Uh, Wood is always beautiful. Uh, it gives you know a nice warm feel to the room and so on and so forth. But wood and water really don't play well together. So it's not an awesome option for around a sink. But if you really, really want to have a wood top um, and you love that idea, maybe it's a live edge or something along that line. Um, you know, I would say maybe put it in a powder room because you're usually not using the powder room quite as often or as hard as uh, maybe the main family bathroom or the primary bathroom. So, you know, I, I would still caution against wood, but at the same time, if you really, really want it, and I would say if you're going to do that, then let's put it in in a powder room. Um, and then the others on the list, you know, the concrete and tile and glass and um, metal, you know, those are other options that I've seen in bathrooms. They're not quite as popular Concrete sort of has, you know, a little bit of a following for a while. And, and now I, I don't know that very many people are doing it, especially because some of these manufactured stones or engineered stones that you can get, you can almost make it look like concrete. So um, all the hassle factor around concrete and all that kind of stuff gets mitigated by, you know, having a product that that mimics it in a really good way. And then you don't have to deal with all of the, the, the issues that come with having concrete because it is quite porous and and um you know it, you need to seal it and so on and so forth and it's you know very heavy so structurally you need to support your cabinetry and so on and so forth so you know I, i've seen it but i don't it's not something that i i've ever put in myself and i have never had a client ask for it and tile you know i will absolutely admit that I have a hate-hate relationship with tile countertops. Um, I think they're awful with all the grout lines and it just it to me it just feels like it's like one of the worst options that you could possibly choose. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure there might be somebody who's interested in it but it wouldn't be something that I would recommend to any of our clients. And glass countertops are not overly common but I have seen glass tops with an integrated um, basin or a, a sink as well and then it gets put on like a beautiful um, wood base and again it's usually something that people would maybe put into a powder room because you know there's no storage underneath it if you're gonna you know have something that's on like a beautifully crafted base even whether it's wood or metal um, you know th that can be very effective I've you know I've seen it it's again not overly common um, 
so I, you know, again, I've seen it, but yeah, it, I don't know that I would necessarily choose it for myself. Now, metal is kind of last on the list. Again, if you know you're, if you have a specific look that you're that you're shooting for in your bathroom, maybe it's like quite industrial looking, um, you know, a metal zinc copper, sorry, a zinc or stainless option may you know fit the bill. Um, and again, you know, maybe if you're to do something like super antique, maybe you'd want to go with like a copper or a bronze. But again, there like you have to consider like what is the the functionality and how much wear and tear is it going to have um you know they develop beautiful patinas over time and so on and so forth so if you wanted something that was going to be pristine i would say you know maybe metal is not the option for you i know this again was a lot to take in there's a lot to consider with every part of the scope um and i'm hopeful that you know this episode has provided a bit of fuel for thought and that you feel armed with a little bit more knowledge and feel a little bit more confident about choosing your countertop material. Um, and be sure to listen to all the rest of the episodes in the series for more bite-sized info on all of the rest of the elements and the scope bits that go into renovating your bathroom. And of course, renovating your bathroom is definitely worth considering having a contractor on the job. So I'd encourage you to jump back and listen to the foundation series where we talk about finding and collaborating with a contractor And if you're ready to take the next steps, we are, of course, happy to consult with you on your dream bathroom. And until the next one, ciao for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation. We hope after listening, you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams. You can find all additional episodes and resources for all things renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at woodbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.